What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
<clears throat> yes, good evening and happy for happy fall week to everybody, including all over the world, USA, areas of Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G-Money Stacks, a.k.a. Lonely Nomad, a.k.a. The Greganator, a.k.a. YouTuber, a.k.a. Host with the Most, a.k.a. Rookie Podcaster of Queens, New York. And you are now listening and tuning and rocking with Off the Meat Rack Chains, New York Podcast, episode 66. That's right, 66. How about that? That's crazy, man. Episode 66. Whoever thought that I was going to be able to make it this far, though? Like, it's, it feels so surreal to me, actually. And and quick little sidebar here, though. Um, I do apologize for not recording yesterday because I had dinner late. So um, I wanted to get that out the way in case you guys were wondering. Um, I had dinner late so that's why i didn't record yesterday so so this is pretty much me making up to you guys so don't worry um and speaking of worries if you miss any previous episodes whatsoever on youtube or streaming platforms whatsoever don't worry i got you the the main thing you need to do is grab the, the subscribe button on my YouTube channel, which is G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to enable alerts along with the notification bell. More video content when the show goes in the air live via live stream. Um, be sure to leave a like and a comment along with the episodes, with the topics. Share the videos. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And also, don't forget to share the video along with audio streaming platforms which i will go over at the end of the show now our first segment um like i always do has to do with chatting on the jazz let's get to it shall we and our first topic this one really bothered me. This one really bothered me a little bit. And and do you know what's worse? Do you know what's worse than the fucking um abortion shit? This idiot right here decide this idiot named Greg Abbott decides to sign a fucking voter suppression plan. You got to be shitting me. And for those of you who may not know what I'm talking about here, this is a guy from Texas. And this article um, I'm going to read to you was basically um, recent. Um, and it goes like this. On Tuesday, Governor Greg Abbott officially signed Senate Bill 1 in Tyler. The bill passed through the Texas Senate and House last week at the signing ceremony Abbott was joined by fellow Republican State Senator Brian Hughes, State um, 
Representative Andrew Murr and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. At the event, Abbott reiterated a number of false claims about the bill eliminating voter fraud, which is extremely rare in Texas. In, in addition to banning 24-hour voting and drive-through voting, SB1 also makes it more difficult to vote by mail and adds even further burdens to on disabled Texans. It also creates more protections for partisan poll watchers at voting locations. Even before Abbott signed the voter suppression bill, two lawsuits were filed against the legislation. Um, the Mexican American Legal Defense and Educational Fund um, and the Brandon Center for Justice at NYU Law filed a challenge in San Antonio to SB1 on Friday. In a statement, um, Maldef, Vice President of Litigation Nina Perales said that SB1 discriminates on the basis of race. In quote, in addition to making voter morning, excuse me, voting more difficult for all voters, SB1 is aimed directly at Latinos and Asian Americans with specific provisions that cut back on assistance to limited English proficient voters. Okay. This deserves a buzzer. Okay, um, last week another lawsuit against SB1 was filed on behalf of the ACLU of Texas, the Texas Civil Rights Project, Disability Rights Texas, and more civil rights organizations stipulating that the bill violates the Voting Rights Act, the American with Disabilities Act, and the U.S. Constitution. Minutes after Abbott signed SB1, another lawsuit was filed by voting and civil rights organizations, including Voto Latino, Texas Alliance for Retired Americans, Texas AFT, and um, LULAC Texas. On Tuesday, the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund also filed a lawsuit in Texas against SB1. Um Yeah, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to get into what the whole SB1 thing cuz this shit just pissed me off. Um the signing of SB1 also comes as a federal judge officially ruled recently that the state of Texas owes 6.8 million in legal fees after a lower court ruled that voter ID laws passed in 2011 discriminated against Black and Hispanic Texans. Ah, man. You gotta be kidding me, man. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something right now, man. I am not down with fucking voter suppression, all right? I am not down with that shit. Because it happened to me last year, and I'm and I'm never gonna forget this. And and two people shall remain nameless. Two people on fucking Instagram decide to fucking um suppress me 
into 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 you know trying to manipulate me into voting for somebody that doesn't care about us that doesn't look like us and i didn't want to vote for president 45 because he's a he's a fucking idiot who doesn't really understand the logistics of being the president of the united states and i'm sorry but i'm not going to just i'm not going to just go ahead and vote for an evil man who who is a fucking racist point blank i just had it i had it with fucking vote suppression this has to this has to this has to this has to be flushed man i'm sorry And speaking of flush, let's go to the damn, um, let's go to the next topic, which has to do with shark shining, shall we? Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, recapping the summer, um, what happened, what happened, in, what happened was, okay, this is according to, um, this is according to Spectrum News New York One. Now, listen. <clears throat> um okay, so okay, New York temperatures were well into the 90s on Wednesday, a perfect day for a dip in the ocean at Rockaway Beach. Unfortunately for beachgoers, they were unable to dive into the ocean because of shark sightings in the afternoon. We got around 3 p.m. and they didn't let us go farther than about five feet in the water, Renee Francisco said. That meant no surf, just sand. It was extremely frustrating, to be honest, because we came here to go swimming, Francisco said. I love to give a good dive into the water, and we didn't get to take that opportunity, so it was very bizarre a very bizarre situation potential sharks were no reason to stay dry for her boyfriend vincent briffa from california it was very frustrating british said but being from california that's not a really a big deal no one no one's been attacked at rockaway beach and people get attacked in the pacific ocean all the time a spokesperson for the city parks department says swimmers were told to stay out of the water because of multiple reported shark signings on the length of the beach adding it is imperative that beach goers follow the directions of lifeguards and staff to not enter the water until it had been deemed safe it seemed like anybody who went too far out they would wave them back ethan lars said when we got in the water they definitely noticed that we were going too far out like i went out a little too far once man man another shark sighting okay this is crazy man not i don't blame these people but this is crazy um all right So it, was a so it was a beautiful day, sunny day, super hot. Jim and Mark said we kind of, kind of did go 
in anyway, but we definitely got yelled at a bunch. Still, while people New York one spoke to said they were not scared of a shark biting them, it is possible. Just last month, a lifeguard at Jones Beach thought a shark bit him, forcing people out of the water. Well, it is possible. Like, come on. Let me see if there's more information on this. Let's see. Of course, you're going to see more information about this. This is crazy. So, okay, so a little bit. This is Rockaway Beach, Queens, New York. Has reopened the swimmers after being shut down for a second straight day due to shark sightings. Beaches were open to the public at 10 a.m. Friday. The beach closed around 1 p.m. Thursday and never reopened. The first reported shark sighting was Wednesday. A spokeswoman for the city parks department said swimmers were told to stay out of the water. That because of multiple reported sightings on the length of the beach. Yeah, I'll be scared too, man. When it comes to um, when it comes to sharks, man, I'll be scared too. If you had, you better ask somebody. <laughs> um, <laughs> just last month, a lifeguard at Jones me thought a shark. Of course, of course, I would be scared, man. <laughs> yeah, the parks department warns swimmers to only enter the water when lifeguards are on duty. Which idiots probably didn't know, by the way. And and let's move on to the next one, man. So we got another serious story under here, but this one has to do with Seth Rogen calling out the Emmys. Okay. So Seth Rogen said out loud what lots of people were thinking. How did all the celebs at the Emmy Sunday night get a pass when it came to wearing masks indoors? Seth kind of joked he would have rethought even going to the Emmys. He had he known it would be held in um hermetically sealed tent and there was not a mask in sight. He flat out called the Emmys hot shows liars. <laughs> Saying, saying they said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. Oh, shit. Well, he's not wrong about that one. Um. So the L.A. County Health Department says everyone at indoor events must wear masks. What, what with the Delta variant still out of control in these parts, it seems undeniable. That precaution was ignored as the guzzy up stars were like super upscale masses huddled together as they cheered each other on. In fact, Seth groused, end quote, there are way too many of us in this little room. The only possible out out for the Emmys is to argue the event was a television production but that's a stretch for everyone in the audience even if that were the case it's sure bad messaging to viewers 
West Wing star Bradley Whitford begged to differ, saying he thought everything was COVID hunky dory. <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer actually challenged Seth, saying it actually feels amazing in here. Unlike what Seth was talking about, he know he noted everyone inside was vaxxed, joking that he didn't have an adverse reaction like the dude Nicki Minaj was talking about. True enough, they were all vaxxed, but it sure seemed hypocritical to ignore the rules of COVID of the COVID road because it spoils a good look. The Emmy organizer excuse me, the Emmy organizers rather say tables in the room were six feet apart and the audience was smaller than normal. Nevertheless, what about masks? Anthony Anderson told our full-time there might be a loophole regarding COVID protocols if there's ventilation, but that's not what the health department says. Well, um, look, it's crazy, and and I would say it it, it 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 does seem a little hypocritical, but then if you really think about it, though, it's like you know people are conflicted. Like guys, it's been over a year since since there was no entertainment and and no award shows or anything like that. But this feels like okay. We get the idea of the COVID protocols, right? But there are people that's already vaxxed up, and, it's, and it seems unfair to them because of the the idiots who are the unvaccinators who think that they are invincible. Well, guess what? You're not fucking invincible to a disease. Sorry. Yeah, and speaking of sorry, let me just go to the next one because I don't want to prolong this topic for too long. Hold on, guys. Um, hold on. Okay. All right. All right. Our next topic has to do with, let me see if there's any other serious stories to talk about. Looks like I covered. Oh, wait. We got to talk about the Georgia gunpipe. Yeah. I've been meaning to talk about this shit too. Um, so this is according to newsnationusa.com. Georgia gun Georgia gun pipeline that flooded New York City with illegal firearms shutdowns nine indicted feds say. Um, okay, a gun pipeline where traffickers flooded New York City with firearms purchased in Georgia has been shut down. And nine people are facing federal charges in connection with reselling the guns, some of which appeared in music videos and were used to shoot at police officers, authorities said 
Wednesday. How stupid do you have to be to be to be smuggling guns from one state to another? You know it's obvious that cops are gonna catch you doing that shit. But anyway, those arrested included James Thomas, Devon Wilson, Courtney, um, Courtney Scloss, Scouse, um, Alex, Ken Alexander, Argon Taj, and Jamel Thomas. The Justice Department said three other suspects, um, Samuel Taj. Christopher Machado and Holly Ramos are still being sought. In quote, these arrests should send a message to anyone who is thinking about illegally selling guns to New Yorkers or illegally bringing guns to New York. We and our law enforcement partners are watching and we will prosecute gun traffickers to the fullest extent of law, said U.S. Attorney Audrey Strauss. The Justice Department alleges Wilson was used as a straw buyer to purchase guns from at least August 2020 to April. Straw buyers are often used to circumvent legal restrictions, such as laws that prohibit those with criminal records from obtaining weapons. Okay, so we got nine... Um, so we got nine. Wait, hold on. Hold on, guys. Wait, hold on. What did I? Okay, nine people are charged in connection with trafficking guns from Georgia, where firearms were purchased legally to New York City, where the weapons were illegally resold. Federal prosecutors said. Um, of course, Justice Department. Wilson, a Georgia resident, purchased at least 87 firearms in the state from six sellers for the other defendants who then illegally resold, them, resold the weapons. Man, after all the stories over the past few months hearing about gun gun violence it's very it's a big problem i have to agree it is a big problem and you wonder why a lot of people feel away look guys this is not about the media all right whatever you whatever you see whatever you read or whatever look you you're not going to look you think sometimes in a way, no matter what we do, there's always going to be some random idiot out of the blue who wants to cause a ruckus. And, you know, sometimes, like, we can't have that. We just can't have that. And that's my take on it. Um, okay. He would be given specific firearms to buy and would pay for the weapons with cash through mobile banking apps and wire payments. Federal prosecutors said he would then give the purchased weapons to James Thomas, um, 
um, Skulls and others who sold the guns in Georgia and took some of them to New York City by bus. The DOJ said John DeVito, um, the special agent in charge for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, ATF, said the scheme flooded New York City streets with illegal firearms. In many instances, the guns were transferred to members of the Brooklyn-based um, Blixky gang, a group composed primarily of aspiring, aspiring rappers, rather. The Justice Department said some of these guns later appeared in music videos filmed by members of the Blixky gang. In the videos, some members of the gang displayed the weapons and stacks of cash, authorities said. In the course of the alleged trafficking scheme, some weapons shipments were intercepted. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> All right. Um, um, <clears throat> in November 2020, South Carolina authorities stopped a bus and seized five firearms along with pistol magazines, a high capacity uh, 40 caliber magazine, and a nine millimeter drum magazine, all of which were alleged being transported by the suspects in a single backpack. Other firearms allegedly purchased by Wilson were seized by the New York Police Department after being used in violent crimes. One gun he bought was used in February to shoot at police officers in the Bronx. In April, one pistol was seized after it was used in another shooting. Wow. Um... That weapon was later traced to Wilson. A total of 18 firearms purchased by Wilson have been recovered from several jurisdictions. Each of the suspects face up to 10 years in prison. Wilson, James, Thomas, and Skulls also faced an additional 10 years for interstate travel with intent to engage in gun trafficking. About time they got arrested for for the fucking dumb shit that they did. They're so fucking stupid. And you know, speaking of speaking of stupid, um I don't know if you heard, but we haven't heard from Frank Ocean in a minute. Now, um, Frank Ocean's date to be... Okay, so Frank Ocean was recently at a Met Gala. And when I saw this, when I saw this, I was like, is that a robot? Or is that a real... I'm like, wait a second. Let me take a look at this 
Frank Ocean's date to the Met Gala. A green robot baby. Oh, wow. So, okay. So, what we have here is um, call Frank Ocean the the chase the chasiest daddy of the, <laughs> of the 2021 Met Gala. The singer made the bold choice to walk down the red carpet with a robot baby in his arms. Oh man. Oh man. That's 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 just crazy right there. Um <laughs> The little nugget, <laughs> the little nugget was slime. <laughs> oh man, the little nugget was slime green <laughs> with sparkling grills and wore a galactic printed once a, a galactic printed onesie. <laughs> oh shit. Aside from the bizarre but entertaining accessory. Ocean opted for a black suede three-piece suit by Prada with a white t-shirt. His more his more tame accessories included a hat and embroidered yes embroidered with Dreamcore. A play on the animation company DreamWorks and a necklace by his own luxury jewelry label, Homer. <laughs> why would you name why would you name hold on? I need to stop right there, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Quick sidebar here, man. Why the hell would you name your jewelry line at the at the Homer Simpson from the Simpsons? Are you are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Yo, this is some fucking hope. This is laughable right here, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This is so fucking ridiculous right here. Oh, man. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Why the... Like, this is crazy to me, man. I don't know why, but... This sounds a little strange. Why the hell would you name your jewelry after a character from The Simpsons, Homer Simpson? I'll fucking wait. Yeah, obviously, I don't know, man. I don't know if I like the the, the name of the the jury line Homer, which sounds like this the, the, the cartoon character from The Simpsons, obviously. <laughs> like it's crazy, son. Um and <laughs> and let me continue this story here, man. So Ocean has worn Prada in the past to the Met Gala. In 2019, he wore a sleek hoodie by the Italian label. But back to the elephant, or rather the hardwired baby in the room. While it's quite the accessory, Ocean isn't the first person to bring an outtrade addition. Back in 2017, Jane Smith toted his freshly cut dreadlocks. Okay, that's different 
from carrying a damn robot to the Met Gala red carpet. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, This year, Grimes brought a lost sword. Wait, what? Why the hell would you bring a sword to the damn red carpet, man? Are you are you are you dumb? <laughs> this is so fucking this is so fucking laughable. I can't help it, man. <laughs> God, this is so funny, man. I can't. Oh man. Um. Anyway, <laughs> though, Ocean might be the first person to have an accessory that moves. The bionic, the bionic Bambino raised its little limbs, <laughs> making it seem almost lifelike. And Ocean treated the little creature as if it were a real baby, cooing and cradling it. Jeez. Oh, On the red carpet during an interview with Kiki Palmer, Ocean said, he's starstruck. I'm starstruck. Well, so are we. Okay. Um, okay. This is crazy. Um, now, now, um, of course, I don't usually do Matt I never... See, I never watched a Met Gala before, but <laughs> let me just let me just say this though, man. Like, if you're gonna go to a fucking um event, why that? Like, you, the the robot thing, it did look like a little baby though. I can't front though, but this is not the first like. Like I read in the article, this is not the first time Frank Ocean has done this. <laughs> Actually, this is my first time seeing seeing this guy with that. <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hold on. I need a drink for this, man. Hold on. All right, hold on. 34. All right. Um, let me see if there's any more series. Let me see if there's any, um, before I even go to the music section, um, I'm going to go find something that's like a little series. Let's take a look at this. Um, now for, hold on. I need to take a look at something real quick. Just a second, guys. Um, okay, where's it? Um, wait, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my god, what? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before I even go to the music portion of the, sh the music topics of the show, I, I need to really get to, get to this right here, though. So, 
This is from TMZ article, and this is from the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> Gorillas go downtown <laughs> in oral sex peep show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm not wow. Wow. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna cut to the chase. Okay, this is an article from TMZ I'm reading. And when Simon and Garfunkel is <laughs> saying that it's all happening at the zoo, they weren't kidding because two gorillas got busy in front of a throng of onlookers. You gotta watch this video, maybe the most hilarious this year. It it and the primates went down Wednesday at the Bronx Zoo. Oh, wow. It started innocent enough. One of the gorillas was perched on a rock when he caught the eye of a fellow ape. Seemed like they there are apes with benefits. Wait, 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 wait. Am I reading this right? The shit just says in in the phrase um apes with benefits. Okay. Probably the opposite of friends with benefits though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, because one of them immediately laid on its back and the other assumed the position and went at it. As hysterical as the gorillas were, <laughs> you gotta see. Oh, man. You gotta see the adults who quickly shielded their kids' faces and began screaming to make the run for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh man and the video cuts off but we're pretty sure it was ha a happy ending and we're not being fallacious what famous people with primates wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute Wait a minute, man. Famous people with primates? Man, let me tell you something. Wait, Molly Maul? So there's a whole list of people. Okay. Molly Maul, Justin Bieber. Um, Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno, who has a new show called You Bet Your Life. <laughs> I didn't even know he had an animal at the okay. And then there's Zach Efron with <laughs> yo. I'd be scared too. Shit. I'd be scared out of my mind. <laughs> Jesse James. Um, there's <laughs> Paris Hilton. Oh man. Holly Madison. <laughs> oh boy 
Kristen Shenoweth. <laughs> oh man. Justin Kirk. Oh wow. <laughs> Angela Lansbury. <laughs> oh my god. Busy <laughs> Phillips. Oh my goodness. And Jay Leno again. So these are 12 famous people who are primates. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure if I would have like an ape or, or a gorilla as a pet, though. Like, I don't know. This one's a little tricky and troubling for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is more tricky and troubling for me, so. <laughs> All right. All right. Um let's all right, let's get to um let's get to this though, man. Okay. So I had to do I had to come up with this article in regards to 50 rappers of 2021. Now we're not talking about rappers in the past, we're talking about now. Now, now hold on a minute here. We're going to, okay, wait a second. We're going to, yeah, we're going to stream rack. Wait. Um, let's see. Best rap songs, best rap albums. Okay, let's go over the rap albums, shall we? All right. So, okay, Hip Hop DX, so far, 2021 has been a solid year for lyricism so far. This month, fans received new bars from Boldy James. <laughs> what? Not sure who that is, but I'm not familiar with this guy. But but Nas, one of the recent albums, King's Disease 2, which I recently listened to and did a review on it already for my other show meticulous vibe juice podcast and of course pink saifu and more who the hell is pink saifu man all right dx will be narrowing down the endless amount of music released during the course of the year to the essentials providing readers with a list of the most the must listen projects okay also be sure to check out our other list okay best rap albums so far let me see let me see um okay hold on i'm not even gonna go to okay the top rap albums of 2021 from december to 22 september okay contribute Contributing writers Trent Clark, David Brake, um, Ben Brutal Cow, Kyle um, Eustace, Jeremy Heck, Devon Jefferson, Dana Scott, Anthony Malone, Kia Turner, Ben Brutal Cow, Matthew Ritchie, and Josh um, um, Vets, whatever. Bold Jackson, Boldy James, and the Alchemist. I don't know who Bold, Boldy James is, <laughs> but okay. 
So let's just get into this. Boldy James and the Alchemist have ascended up the ranks of best rapper producer combination in rap history with their second full link collaboration. If their previous album, um, The Price of Tea in China, was an announcement of Boldy's prow- prowess and the duo's untapped potential for greatness, Bold Jackson is their. Um, coronation <laughs> it's it's an entrenchment of the very formula that endeared them to rap fans on the first installment the alchemist soul stirring nostalgia fueled sample loops exists as a perfect background for boldy's deadpan delivery one that forces the lyrics to become the star of each song avoiding gimmickly gimmicky inflections and ad libs completely um okay this is one of the guys who do this is one of the guys who does not use auto tunes ladies and gentlemen so <laughs> i'm just saying though man <laughs> um yeah baldy is a rapper's rapper bouncing in out in and out of tightly woven pockets in Alchemist's um, production with expert precision. Each word is um, enunciated fully where his stories of street life and redemption refuse to get lost in the flow of the album. Consistency is the key for this album. There's no dip in quality of production or performance from track to track. Standout songs are difficult to choose from. As it simply hinges on preference, Bo Jackson is a masterpiece in both construction and execution. One that solidifies Boldy as an upper um, Ekelin talent and adds to the already lengthy resume of The Alchemist. All right. Um, yeah, hang on a second, guys. Let's see who's in the chat of 17 Live. That's where I'm recording. For those of you who are listening and that just came into the YouTube universe and a new listener, I'm basically recording from not only StreamYard and YouTube, I'm also doing a live stream on 17 Live which is uh which is which is formally known as livid and i'm not going to really dis- get into details until i get to um, a future episode like 78 and i'll break it down all right um let's take a look at who's in the chat right now okay may baines thank you for your snack and who else and thank you for sharing the live stream to Facebook. And for most um for most uh, Nina, hi. Hi. Thanks for joining the um, live stream and my podcast. Um all right, let's keep going. Shall we? Um all right. <clears throat> now where was I? Where was I? Um, no, where was I? Okay. Okay. N- Kane's Disease 2 
um Nas, which is one of the albums that I actually got a chance to listen to and review. Um so so check this out, folks. The 28 summers, the hip-hop community still stands at attention whenever Nas delivers a new album, but there's a contingent of his fans who share some long-time skepticism about the New York rap um, magnate's questionable ear for production. On King's Disease 2, the sequel to 2020's Grammy Award-winning predecessor, Nas assures his core audience of gangster, rap, gangster and underground conscious rap Periods that his erstwhile Esco and Nasty Nas personas remain intact. The formula from the first installment of the KD series remained the same, embracing the business empire he built while also making himself relatable using allegories of joy, facing danger, romance, which is which reminds me of the song No Phony Love featuring the Gap Band's leading crooner Charlie Wilson and the late 1980s rap nostalgia EPMD 2 featuring EPMD's Eric Sherman and Parrish Smith with Eminem sprinkled throughout his lyrics. Um, Hit Boy employs beats that draw from pages that made Nas hefty boom bat sample Luke driven debut emmatic into his magnum opus rare store run moments and the polished soundscapes of his sophomore effort it was written composure which exposed Nas as a gifted songwriter Nas also uses today's popular southern trap instrumentals 40 slide and West Coast, West Coast based elements YKTV featuring A Boogie with the hoodie and YG to underscore his ability to hold his own over anything rather than fall back on just rapping in triplet cadences. Um, one of the high points of KD2. King's Disease 2 is the late Tupac producer Johnny J inspired Death Row East, which finds Nas opening up for the second time on record about his strife and attempted truce with Tupac Shakur since his 1999 track, We Will Survive. As well, Death Row Records New York expansion plan before Tupac was murdered. Gumbo! Are you serious? Pink Saifu? Okay. Don't know his music, but I'll just read this. For Alabama-born um, hyphenate, Pink Saifu rap should be uncategorized. He achieves his overarching goals of bridging the generational gaps between zanial, mumble, stoner-oriented, cloud rap, trap, and crunk with gen... Um, Genzer semi punk diversions, neo soul, and multi cadence lyricism in the oral sanctuary of his boundary challenging album Gumble. The rapper, producer, dancer, and multi instrumentalist has reached an artistic peak of his third LP 
I don't even know they still make LPs like that though, but I digress. Um spicing up the 18 tracks to embody its popular southern food namesake. It features production from the Alchemist, DJ Harrison, Michael X White, and Pink Saifu himself. I don't know why he I don't know why this guy named himself that. <laughs> um the opening title cuts Sunday morning church choir feeling of gumble for the folks. Hold on and scurred both feature Atlanta's legendary Dungeon family spoken word poet Big Rube. Big Ruby. Um giving the album's uh mission statement by combining some of the track lists, song titles, got love for older folks down to the youth. Just let the record play and let the songs be living proof. Can't stop the truth. The latter track has Georgia and Muldrow's sultry serenation, plus call the bro, tap in, and and of course, and of course, fuck you mean hold me down. <laughs> Each sound like Y2K era um so um so quarian jazz. The turn up elements on the project harken back to the psychedelic parliament funkadelic and little john and Eastside boys on wayne's brothers this lead singles roscoe ang hair don't care and boston cold featuring turret um benji and saifu's family dedication smile with your goal do doing too much in my mama's name bravo and living proof family proved this album should be a delightful addition to everyone's stream playlist this year um let's see how many people is in here um there's so many um i want to go to Henry her oh I'm not gonna read too much of this, so let's see. Okay, Tyler the Creator. Um, Tyler the Creator has finally achieved his goal of creating a Gangsta Grills album. Call me if you get lost. The seventh album released by the subversive artist has now arrived and is on pace to land in Billboard's top slot. Hosted by DJ Drama, Call Me If You Get Lost is louder and more excuse me, up front than Igor, um, but still tackles inherently personal themes from cancel culture to Tyler's thoughts on addressing the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, gosh, no. Produced in entirely by Tyler with assistance from Pharrell on Juggernaut, um, um, C-M-I-Y-G-L is a return sonically to the artist's, artist's early, earliest work, but now, with a maturity of cohesiveness developed over years of experience, features are used brilliantly throughout from 42 Doug's fast-paced bars on Lemonhead to Young Boy, Never Broke Again's stunning auto-tune gospel delivery on 
on what's your name? <laughs> Even with recessional features, Tyler is the star of the show. Switching between impassioned crooning and masterful bars without hesitation. SMIYGL is not only the running for the best album of Tyler's career, but also the best album of the year. Um, another album I actually got a chance to listen to is Lloyd Banks. Um, the course of the inevitable. After two decades of anti anti antiquity, classic boom bap rap is surging back into the mainstream. It's a forceful wave, one written gracefully by Lloyd Banks. Back in the public. I, after a lengthy sabbatical on the course of the inevitable, Banks delivers a timeless OD to tough wordplay, proving his inactivity wasn't, no, excuse me, isn't due to declining ability. He's rapping like he never stopped with a truly merciless growl only sharpened by the ears dealing with common topics like money, resilience, tough come-ups, and how whack everyone is. The beats are tough. Banks has punchlines for days, and he picks excellent features from some of the fiercest rappers in the game right now. The album pays homage to the best of the gritty 2000s rap genre while incorporating new sounds. Invigorating Banks' iconic style. Um, I don't know who Larry June is. Um, Sky Zoo. Um, of course, another album that I listened to was J. Cole, and I did another, I did a review on it not too long ago. Um, so, so The Off Season by J. Cole. The number one album the off-season for the first time since his Born Center album in 2013. The off-season is bound to go platinum with features including 21 Savage, Cameron, Lil Baby, um, um, Six Lack, um, Cole's fellow Fettyville native Moray, Bays, and Diddy assisting the Dreamville co-founder across 12 tracks. Cole reflects on his childhood innocence through the present in his own fatherhood, friendships, and family relationships lost, and asserting his reign at the top of the rap game. This album is the crest in Cole's career narrative arc, left to ponder what's next. If Cole ultimately retires instead of releasing his long tease to fall off, the off-season could be remembered as a stellar production synthesizing um, J. Cole's cachet of lyrical dexterity and melodic hooks over traditional underground boom bap. Applying pressure, applying pressure, punching the clock close, the climb back, retro 2000s, hip-hop homages, 95 South, and my life and radio friendly soulful motives left go my hand hunger in the hills and pride is the devil wow okay i'm not even gonna really 
Oh boy. Um. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um. I'm not gonna go over the. All right, let's go to um. All right, let's go to money back, yo, man, for a sec. Okay, Memphis Moneybag Yo has been on a mission to secure the top spot on the Billboard 200 chart. Federal X and Two Heartless, two of Moneybag Yo's first official albums, gave the artist a taste of the charts, but it was like time served. Yo's um, album from last year that netted him a project in the top three, now with Against His Pain, Moneybag Yo has succeeded in securing the top album in the country. Hold on, guys. Okay. Um Against this Against This Pain is set in a Memphis centric world with production from Real Red and YC, not to mention the excellent projects produced by the Neptunes. On Against This Pain, Yo demonstrates a new maturity and polished sound that doesn't sacrifice Yo's fire forged bite. Moneybag Yo also opted for a more spare range of features, including Future Polo G and Cast Page, which marks a departure from the star-studded time served. Okay. Mm-hmm. The plugs I met to Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud. Benny the Butcher has continued verbally chopping his way towards the top of hip-hop's most beloved MCs. His latest project, Plugs I Met to offers more Excuse me, more of the Griselda and Black Soprano family capitals brand of cocaine rap and erudite street sagas along Reverend um, producer Harry Fraud. The nine track project is more lean than Benny Benny's first plugs. Um, I met project. Tainted Talk and Burning the Proof. Um, the album also features elite guests such as Two Chains, French Montana, Fat Joe, and Jim Jones. Frogs glowing, sin chords, subtle drum patterns, and soul samples with some traces of occasional cloud rap motors lace Benny to take flight with his guns blazing. Some highlights include the album opener when Tony met Sosa, Longevity Lived by It, and Survivor's Remorse. Wow. Um, okay. Um, let me see. I think, let me see. Still. Okay, let's go to, I'm going to. I'm going to go on to, um, let me see. Okay, let's go to, um, let's go to Billboard R&B Hip Hop and stuff. All right. Um, okay. Billboard R&B Hip Hop Summit 2021 brings out Gucci Mane, Polo G, and more. 
Um, at first, Billboard R&B Hip Hop Song Gucci Mane performed Pole G, Flo, Millie, um, Usher, and Money Bag Yo held panels, and BLXST won the Rising Star Award. Okay. All right. Um, we weren't just about to put out our R&B Hip Hop Power Players issue and be done with the topic because hold on because we take all things groovy very seriously here at billboard it was only a matter of time before we launch a huge summit filled with conversations between today's coolest musicians and producers to celebrate the genres of rap soul jazz funk and of course r&b and hip-hop at first at the first ever billboard r&b Hip Hop Summit presented by Amazon Music's rotation on August 17th, we were not only treated to an awesome Gucci Mane and Pooch Shiesty performance, but we also got to pick the brains of everyone from Polo G to Full Millie to Usher to Moneybag Yo and more. Oh, and a and a self-deserving budding artist took home the very first R&B Hip Hop rising star award well um keep reading okay let's see gucci Mane and pooh shiesty perform wearing a snazzy green suit gucci Mane kicked off the summit with a super classy performance of like 34 and 8 joined by pooh shiesty and backlift by flashing circles of white this year's um grandiest grandest rather gathering of hip hop's best and brightest individuals was wrong by a musical exhibit exhibit exhibition to be exact exhibition that was both energetic and low-key perfectly matching the vibes of the interviews and panels that followed. Polo G sat down with Billboard writer Herman Mamo. Polo G in for a one-on-one hip with hip-hop writer Haran Mamo, discussing everything from what it takes to be a GOAT, resilience, bravery, uniqueness, and greatness, according to the Chicago rapper, and working with Nicki Minaj on this song, For the Love of New York. It was just like a big testament on how far I came in my career, he said, of the collaboration. Um, <clears throat> okay. After a short discussion on the importance of drill music, Polo G touched on the release of consequential success of his chart hit Rap Star. Dan shared that he's working on the deluxe version of his Billboard 200 topping album, Hall of Fame. When asked if he be adding more collaboration for the extended album. I've never even been a type of artist to be collab heavy, but he also allowed this time around for my deluxe. I'll probably have an artist or two to be okay to finish out the um the candid interview. He and Mama bonded over their Jordan year, aka turning 23 years old. 
Polo G's will begin next year, and he said his goals are to work on his artistry and make a lot of money. Female rappers weighed in for rappers playbook. This summit wouldn't be right without acknowledging the super exciting ever-growing market of female artists in rap. Okay. Um we have Haran Mamo led a conversation with four of the genre's leading ladies, Flo Millie, Cash Doll, Ruby Rose, and Snow the Product, on how they got their start working in a male-dominated sphere, the importance of women supporting women, colorism, and more. Three top music managers taught management 101. Shifting away for a bit from artists and focusing in on the business side of music industry, writer Nina um, Rahani held a virtual roundtable between pros Arnold Taylor, Gordon Dillard, and Tundal um, Balogun, talking about the charms and tribulations of being a modern-day music manager. The, the men in the room are managing names like Doja Cat and Summer Walker. Um, okay. What does that entail? Patience. According to Taylor, sometimes you get a crazy artist as a new artist, but when they become superstars, you have to understand life. It ain't even about music at that point. I've got to teach you the walks of life. Now, just how to put great music out, Dillard agreed. Um, saying a big part of the job is raising humans by keeping artists rounded. Juggling all the hats of being an artist manager is incredibly difficult. So Rahani asked how the guys keep from being overwhelmed. It's about setting boundaries, man, said Biogun. I'll go to therapy. I'll book a vacation. Of course, managers' vacations ain't regular vacations. You are still on call. Okay. Okay. Um. So BLXST one big presented by Amazon's Amazon Music's rotation on um, Billboard's first ever R&B. Hip Hop Rising Star Award has give has given to BLXST as an artist totally unique for his sound and chart success. Billboard recognized him as a as a musician capable of growing into a global icon. And this week on Thursday, August twenty sixth at five p.m. ET, um. Billboard and the rotation will present the full Rising Star Wars presentation with BLXST. Streaming live on Amazon Music's Twitch channel, the event will feature an interview and performance by BLXST in addition to a live fan Q&A. Um, okay. Uh... So the artist whose album Six Tick um, 2 dropped last month took a minute to 
thank his family label and musical influences throughout the years ogs in the game i grew up listening to you know the pharrells the kanye west's the ryan leslie uh the beats and the lyrics y'all created just shared that motivation for me he said um it just convinced me to take that leap of faith just to follow my dreams now um Usher, Jermaine Dupri, and Brian Michael Cox broke down the making of 8701. 20 years ago, Usher's 8701 was released, bringing with it three smash hit singles and going platinum four times, Billboard's executive director and R&B hip-hop Gail Mitchell talked with the legendary R&B musician cover star of the latest magazine issue and his producers Jermaine Dupree and Brian Michael Cox about everything that went into making the album that changed their careers. Um, three, The three reminisce on how they met and the beginnings of the creation process which involved figuring out how to infuse Atlanta's sound into the record. As they were writing, they were incorporating events happening in real time in Usher's life in the lyrics, which is why the album turned out to be so soulful. When the three really got going, the music was becoming so good that Usher literally couldn't keep his clothes on. When he came back to the studio and he heard the song, it hit him so well that he got neck kid when he recorded the vocals the pre-record. The new guard of R&B chatted about the genre's next wave. Um, Naima um, Cochrane led a conversation between the new guard of R&B artist Victoria Monet, Tone, Tone Stiff, and Joyce Rice. Um, the group discussed what is truly what it truly means to be R&B, the future of the genre, and why some newer artists might want to break away from expand beyond that label. I feel like the more time goes on, the harder it gets to write a song that hasn't been written already, Monet said. This generation has been posed with a challenge to come up with more creative ways to say the same things we were feeling in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. They also taught the taught the differences of songwriting these days with Sif, um, excuse me, Stiff saying, I don't think songwriting is a lost art at all. If you push the ball further and you just keep trying to be creative it's going to stand out and it's going to have its time the new guard um trio didn't go through the video without diving into the old guard each naming their biggest old school r&b influences for monet and rice it's brandy and Aaliyah. Meanwhile, Stiff loves Bob Marley and Lauren Hill. Um, let me see. I don't know if I'm gonna read all this. 
I don't know if you, I don't know if I'm gonna read all this though, but um, you guys are more welcome to look, look the article up on Billboard.com/slash/articles, business chart, and stuff. Um, let me see. If there's any more that I need to that I need to do? Hold on. So. Before I even get into all that, I did go over the albums actually. So let's go over the um best rap songs of 2021 so far. Let's take a look. Um so 2021 is off to a good start lyrically with some of the um the game's heavy hitters dropping new bars. In May, fans received new verses from Baby Kent. Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar, Nas, Tierra, Whack, and more. Um, Hip Hop DX is putting a spotlight on the tracks that stand out from the overabundance of releases throughout the year, highlighting everything from Billboard chart friendly singles to essential album cuts. Check back at the beginning of every month for updates and check out our other lists below and follow our playlist which includes all of the songs mentioned in this article all right um okay so the playlist um check the playlist so far no i'm not gonna read that yeah, I just read this already. I just read this one. Yeah. No, I didn't read this one. Hold on. Okay, okay. Um <clears throat> Okay, top rap songs of 2021 December um to September contributing writers Trent Clark. Kyle. Yeah, I just wait, hold on. Family ties, baby King, F Kendrick Lamar. Baby King had had one hell of a month. He claimed to be the best verse on Kanye West's long verse, um, long awaited Donna album, and has a hit with cousin Kendrick Lamar on Family Ties. The song was released after Kendrick announced his forthcoming album will be his last with Top Dog Entertainment. It's too soon to say what the future has in store for the iconic Compton rapper. But if Kendrick's new album sounds anything like the um, turbulent hellfire of his verse on Family Ties, fans should be excited. King, too, is due for a new album, given that he's released a slew of singles, including the Travis Scott-assisted Durag activities already in 2021. Hopes are the album is on its way wow down south wildlife featuring maxwell cream <laughs> and yellow beezy though the beast which sounds like a chopped and screwed violin um concerto could support a club banger wale and company opt into a meaty time traveling philosophical roundtable on down south while they stands rightly as the grizzled lead uh lead man 
asking tough questions about the pre-realist intersectionality between stardom and drug dealing. Wally is grizzled after of a life spent navigating troubled waters. But Yellow Beezy sounds much less scarred as he delivers a bullheaded verse that drips with a sudden draw and vivid bravado. Um, Maxwell Cream brings the track full circle with a verse that shows both glee and inescapable trauma. He talks, um, guns and threatens the masses, but also candidly recalls the death of his brother. In those final moments, while a cynicism is validated with the line, can't even trust my crips because a crip killed Nipsey Hussle, a southern rapper's dilemma in three um despair times, desperate times frames. Um down south has multi-generational effect. The track illustrates the meat grinder of the sudden rap scene and the troll it takes on those unfortunately embroiled. Um Nobody um by Nas featuring Lauren Hill. Social media Enter the frenzy. Um, when people noticed Lauren Hill was featured on the track list to Nas's King's Disease 2, Miss Hill's return to rhyming was met with excitement and a healthy dose of uncertainty at, as nearly 25 years have passed since the two bard, bards of hip-hop first joined forces on It Was Written, lead single, If I Rule the World. Luckily, both legendary MCs have plenty of fuel left in the tank. Nas had not in flow on nobody and exhibits the same dexterous flow he forged in his youth, but it's Miss Lawrence, Miss Hill's explosive verse that truly steals the show. Um, look. Um, I'm not going to I don't know if I'm going to get into all this right there, but you guys are more welcome to um, to look at all this on hiphopdx.com slash news and stuff. You guys are more welcome to look at everything. I'm not going to get into too much of this um, because I'm about to wrap this show up. So, um, So check this out. You like what you heard? In today's episode or any previous episode whatsoever, um, feel free to show some love by making a charitable donation to my Cash App, which is Dollar Sign G Money Stacks 555. That's Dollar Sign Capital G, lowercase M O N E Y, Capital S, lowercase T A C K Z 555. Now, like I always say, it's not about having a lot of money, folks. It's about um what you can't afford, and any amount of money that you donate will be appreciated. So don't get discouraged about this. You know what I mean? Um. Also, listen. Um, before I even get to the stream platforms, I'm gonna go. 
I would like to actually, you know, mention. I want to mention something, actually, man. And I've been meaning to say this for a long time, actually. 25 years? Are you fucking kidding me? Twenty-five years. Lauren Hill has not even um been in the music game for so long. I'm like, damn. Look, I get the fact that she um that she walked away and stuff like that because of um the music industry and stuff like that. But but at the same token, I can't call her a legend. And the reason why I can't call her a legend is because she only made one album. And she was part of a group called the Fugees. They only, they only made one album. White Clef made more than one more than White Clef made more albums than Lauren Hill. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And this is very surprising. And I didn't know there was going to be a 25th anniversary of the Fugees and stuff like that. And I don't know all the details, but I will probably do a little research on that. But anyway, I digress on that shit, so so let's keep this going, man. <laughs> um so listen, you can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram. Um, which is off the meat rat chains New York podcast, all in one word. Um and also alongside with um my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my new and my new show that I just premiered this past Sunday, um, which is um excellent fun vibrant podcast, the sports edition show, um about the about the stories of athletes in football, baseball basketball, tennis, um, volleyball, running track. Um, you just name it, though. But it's going to be on Sundays at 6. So Sundays at 6, I'm going to be recording um, the next episode. So um, just to let you know, you guys are more welcome to follow that as well. And along with my primary handle, which is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. And also, don't forget to follow me. If you want to get to know me and you want to chat with me, you can also follow me on 17 Live, which is another phone app, um, which is formerly known as Livid. So um, that's G Money Stacks Queens, New York on on 17 live all right you go to the link and you're gonna see g money stacks on 17 live it's not livid anymore um anyway anyway let me go to the stream platforms on the go and then i'll go to your comments on the live stream right here so here we go you can listen to the episodes on Podorama, anchor Audacity, Spotify, Audio Burst, Dex, no, excuse me, Deezer, Deezer, 
sorry, sorry about that. Tune in plus Alexa Radio, Play FM, Podchaser, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Breaker, Listen Notes, Pod Bay, Pod Friend. Don't forget to leave a five star rating on Podchaser and Pod Friend. Even though you don't have anything to say on there, you can just give a five star rating. Your thoughts and talks on the episodes, the the topics that was discussed. Um, you know the gist. Um. Okay, um, we on Reason FM. We on Google Podcasts, and please don't forget to listen to Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, the number one um, phone app for music, radio, and podcasts. And last but not least, the YouTube. I need your help on a couple of things. I need y'all to, to subscribe to three YouTube channels, all right? The first one is Meticulous Vajus Podcast YouTube page. The next one is Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast, the Sports Edition Show. And also, this one right here. Um, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to do the same for the the YouTube channels that I just mentioned. Um, be sure to enable alerts along with the notification bell. More video content. Um, stay tuned for um upcoming episodes. Of course, previous episodes that was recorded will automatically be posted on the channel's page also be sure to leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and topics share the video share the video along with um with your friends of course be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend and also last but not least <clears throat> Share the video along with all your streaming platforms with your friends. And don't forget to download your favorite episodes, all right? Don't forget to download your favorite episodes, which helps the most. Um, I'm not going to get into the statistics of Anchor because I already checked already. And so far, we're doing we're doing good so far. So that's the least of the worries I got to worry about. So, you know. So that's your streaming platforms on the go. All right. Um, now, before I even get to anything else, I will take a look at your comments on the live stream of 17 Live. Just a second. Um, oh man, add this on the whole time. I'm sorry. Um, just a second.
All right. Um, let me get to your comments right here. Let's see who's in here. Oh, the Millie Mac show. What's going on? What's going on, Millie Mac show? Thank you for the snack. Appreciate you. And whoever you are in Japanese, thank you for the snack as well. 99. Thank you for the snack. Um, um, of course, of course, um, thank you to everybody, including everyone that tapped into the 17, 17 live stream. And of course, of course, thank you listeners and the watchers on YouTube. I really appreciate you guys. This really means a lot to me. Um, and and also be sure to reach out to your friends, your loved ones, your your, your wives, your husbands, your boyfriends, your girlfriends to see how they're doing. Because that person might be fine on the outside, but that person might not be because that person might be going through something on the inside, which is something probably traumatic or any anything whatsoever. And there is no good time to reach out to somebody. You get, you just go with your instincts, your your gut, and your soul and your heart. All right, that counts for something. And also, when it comes to having success, you don't brag about. You don't really. You don't really have to do all that. You just let it speak for itself. By eating those haters up, including the online flizzies on the internet, which means internet thugs, folks. So what you're gonna do when you when you reach a level of success, you, you picture these haters as food. You eat them up like this, Homer Simpson style. And look, man, I feel like going out with a bang like this, man. This has been a great episode 66. I didn't want to make it too long, so let's go out with a bang. Let's go out with a bang like this, man. And of course, this. Listen, man. This is G Money Stacks. I'm clocking out. Thank you so much for tuning in, rocking with me, and stick around for more episodes and, and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um. And I hope you guys stay safe. Be sure you stay masked up. Don't worry about the stupid misleading informations from conspiracy theories because they're the the ones that's fucking irresponsible for putting fear into people. So don't even worry about misleading information about whatever it is, claims about vaccines killing people, which is not the case. Um, You do your own research, okay? And that's it, man.
clocking out. Hope you guys have a good night. Peace and one love. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast. O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z. And Y P O D C A S T alongside with my primary Instagram handle G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to click the subscribe button, grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings like comment on the episodes with the topics share the videos download your favorite episodes rate spread the word to a friend to other individuals please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends the audio streaming services includes anchor audio burst Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.